The views and opinions expressed on the 108 podcast are those of the authors and guests individually. They do not necessarily reflect an official policy or position. The 108 podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not affiliated with any entity, agency, or department. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. However, and whenever you're listening, my name is Officer Y, and you're listening to the 108 Podcast, a podcast by cops and for cops, and really anyone who wants to support and love cops, because let's face it, we can all use a little support these days. My guest today is a writer, a blogger, and an Instagrammer that goes by the name The Stoic Cop. Now, you may be asking yourself, what? But don't worry, I'll take you through all that in just a few moments. But first, a story. I really wasn't going to go into this, I wasn't going to share this story, but I've been told that it's somewhat inspiring and it really leads into the topic of today's conversation, which is stoicism. So this is basically a biographical story of sorts for anyone that cares. Um, I've been in law enforcement for five years. I wouldn't say I'm a super cop by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but I do believe I'm good at my job. I'm proud of the work that I do and I love the work that I do. But the past five years, and even the years leading up to the start of my career, weren't easy. Now, I could do a full episode about the road that led me to where I am today, but that typically involves a lot of alcohol, which I'm not consuming at the moment. So you'll have to catch me in a dimly lit bar room for that. But what I want everyone to focus on is actually what not to focus on, and that is the opinion of others. I believe that ignoring someone else's opinion is really important nowadays where we're inundated in the media in person maybe even by people that we love or consider close friends by this negative rhetoric about why you shouldn't be a cop or or maybe why you should be ashamed about doing this job now listen i came from a ska pop punk band my friends and the people i associated with and considered dear friends were much more anti-police minded than they were pro-police i mean what do you expect we were young early 20-somethings, and spent most of our time with our heads up our asses. Now, even though my dad and some of my friends' parents were prior first responders, all they could get through some of their minds was this negative police rhetoric. You know, the police were out to harass people. That's all that was there. So when it became news that I joined the police academy, one of the first things, the first things that someone said to me was, well, don't go killing any unarmed black people on day one. Now, that's a very close-minded and ignorant thing to say that you consider a dear friend. You grew up with me, you know me, and that's the first thing you say. But, to quote one of my favorite authors and speakers, you control how you play. Now, I passed the police academy. I was recruited, 
while I was still in the academy, I got hired and I started field training within a year of graduating the police academy. And I'll be honest, I bombed. I figuratively got knocked on my ass. Law enforcement was such a culture shock to me, I can't tell you how many times I had field training officers and supervisors ask me, are you sure this is what you want to be doing for the rest of your life? Or even, I don't think you have what it takes. And in the same breath that they would say that to me, they would go on to tell me that I needed to have more confidence. Now to cut a long story just a little shorter, I ultimately quit FTO my first time. And as would be expected, I was devastated. I invested so much time, money, blood, sweat, tears, whatever, into what I thought was going to be my lifelong career. And now I was sitting there questioning if this was all for nothing. To make matters worse, I was dealing with all of this while sitting in an intensive care unit with my family as my father lied in a hospital bed having ongoing, worsening medical complications. It was a very bleak and dark time in my life. So what did I do? Well, there was a lot of sulking, a lot of negativity, but eventually I reached out to someone that I considered not only to be a good male role model, but also a very strong and smart man in his own right. He was my jiu-jitsu instructor, and he introduced me to this book. It's called The Obstacle is the Way, and it's written by Ryan Holiday. It's a book touching on something called Stoic Philosophy. And the book itself, the title, is based on a quote by Roman Emperor Marcus Aurelius. And it goes, The mind adapts and converts to its own purposes the obstacle to our acting. The impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. Well, I heard that, I read that, and in a very crass way, I sucked it up. I elected to go back to our reserve officer program, and for the next six months, I busted my ass and focused on all the different things that I was told needed improvement, everything that I was told I sucked at. And when I tried my hand at field training almost a year to the day later, I was all but a rock star. There was no doubt, no indecision, and in my mind, I plowed through training. But still, there were people that went on to say that it was a fluke, that they were babying me through field training. I still had haters, still had naysayers. But here we are a few years later, and things couldn't be better. Another Ryan Holiday quote, I've already said it once before, you control how you play. One of the key tenets in Stoic philosophy is that you cannot impact or change what is happening around you. All you can do is focus on what you do, what you think, what you feel, and how you respond to all the things that are going on around you. It doesn't matter if it's a close friend with negativity, a sick loved one, a douchebag boss, the media, it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is you and your mind. So all of this is what leads me up to my conversation today. Today I have Florida Detective Bill Morrow, and he is better known online as the Stoic Cop. He has over eight years in law enforcement with experience in patrol, investigations, corrections, and is currently assigned to fugitive apprehension. Besides getting bad guys, he's a blogger and an author, all under the moniker The Stoic Cop. I found his page shortly after creating mine, trying to get good stoic posts to put on my page that best correlated with law enforcement, and he already did it. He's a very smart guy, and he was a joy to talk to. So now, without further ado, here's my conversation with the Stoic Cop. If you write the story, you 
All right, I am here with the Stoic Cop. What's going on, man? How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Uh, not too bad. So we're going to talk a little bit about your page, what you do, and how it affects you in law enforcement. Yeah, awesome. So how did your page start? So it started in like November of 2019, I think it was. And uh, I started it because... I had gotten into stoicism myself and it really helped me and changed my perspective on dealing with stress and chaos. Mm -hmm. And I knew I kind of wanted to write a book eventually. So I kind of started the page as a, uh, I guess, testing the waters to see who would be, you know, receptive to it. Um, And, you know, I've gotten some pretty good feedback from it. So hopefully it grows from uh, where it is right now after the book comes out. Awesome. So how long have you been in law enforcement? Uh, About seven years now. I started up in corrections in New Jersey. And then I was in uh, Savannah, Georgia for four years on patrol. And now I'm down here in uh, Pinellas County, Florida, doing a fugitive apprehension. uh, apprehension. Okay. Okay. What part of New Jersey? Uh, Morris County. Okay. You're not far from where I was. I was from Warren County. Okay, were you a uh, Hackettstown at all? Uh, I know where that is, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, I, my mailing address was actually Hackettstown, but I lived in Morris County. Okay, okay, gotcha. Small world. Yeah, I know. I feel like a lot of law enforcement, especially when it comes to Florida, somehow has New Jersey roots. Yeah, I meet so many people down here from the New York, New Jersey area. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of insane. I mean, the more, majority of them are snowbirds, but some people just kind of find their way down here. <laughs> Yep, absolutely. So, kind of give us the Reader's Digest. What is Stoicism? Uh, stoicism is a philosophy that uh, it kind of stresses the importance of, you know, being able to find peace within yourself despite the external chaos that we deal with every day, and realizing that, you know, you can't control anything that happens outside of you the only thing you can control is yourself and your thoughts so if something bad happens in your life that you know was unexpected you have to realize that you can't control it the only thing you could do is control how you react to it or even a precursor to that have you know prepare yourself and expect things to go bad and that will uh, help you deal with it when it actually comes Right. And obviously in our career and in our chosen path, I mean, that, that, that's it. You know, that's how you get, you stay calm and wake up every morning. Yeah, pretty much. You know, and I went, I, you know, everyone I would say goes through some sort of bout of over stress and darkness. And at some point you need something to help you get through it. And, you know, stoicism has helped me a lot. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of how I got it, got into it as well, which I'll kind of, I kind of touched on in the beginning of the episode. So how and when did you get involved in stoicism? So I guess it would have to start way back in sixth grade. And okay. uh, I was a huge fan of the movie Gladiator, yeah, which obviously depicts Marcus Aurelius. And back then, you know, to me, it was just a movie and it was you know, mm-hmm. good and whatnot. Then it wasn't until about 2016 where I stumbled across a quote, I think it was on Facebook or Instagram, 
um, you know, attributing it to Marcus Aurelius. And it was something along the lines of like, you know, all we hear is opinion, not fact. And all we see is a perception and not truth. And I thought that was, you know, a really cool concept. So around that time, yeah, this around that time I saw that quote, I bought the book Meditations. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I didn't read it right away until about 2018. I kind of got sidetracked because I've never been a big reader until probably the past two years. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I read the book and I was, it was just really insightful. It helped me. And, uh, from there I just started reading all the other, um, you know, notable Stoics and both ancient and modern, so to speak. And who are, who are some of those? Uh, so the, the big three in the ancient world would be, you know, Marcus Aurelius, uh, Epictetus and Seneca. Um, and then today you got, you know, people like, um, Ryan, uh, Ryan holiday, um, Tim Ferriss, uh, he's into stoicism. I wouldn't, I don't think he really calls himself a stoic, but he's another modern guy who, you know, preaches stoic philosophy in a sense. Yeah. So how would you say, like on a day-to-day police work kind of thing, how do you feel stoicism influences law enforcement or how can it influence law enforcement? So the big four virtues in stoicism um, are courage, wisdom, justice, and self-restraint. And obviously I think all four of those virtues are needed in law enforcement. You know, you look at what's going on in the country today uh, with you know, perceived excessive use of forces. Um, And a lot of that might have to do with uh, self-restraint. You know, there was one video I posted in my blog of an L.A. cop who was, you know, affecting an arrest of a guy. And the guy was at first, you know, a little resistant, but they ended up being cooperative. And, you know, as he's putting handcuffs on the guy, he just starts punching him in the face repeatedly. And if you watch the body cam videos, it's all because, you know, the guy was talking a little shit to him. So, you know, that's where the self-restraint comes in. You know, was it really, did you really have to let, did he really have to let his emotions get away from him like that to, to uh, go and just, you know, start throwing a barrage of punches at a, you know, handcuffed compliant individual? Mm-hmm. Um, that's one realm. And then, you know, you got courage. Uh we obviously need the courage here during these times to deal with what's going on in the you know the country today. It it sucks the way it is, but you can't not be courageous and do this job as it is right now. For sure. And then you know wisdom is is knowing uh, how to deal with people in a way. You know, um, when you're a rookie. You might uh, not know how to talk to people in a certain way, and that causes a rift, a disconnect between you and that person. And sometimes it takes some wisdom and experience to learn how to deal with, you know, difficult people, so to speak. And uh, I guess exercise that verbal judo that we all learn early on. Yeah, absolutely. So, can you think of any individual experiences in your career where your philosophical experience with stoicism may have? help the situation or you know some kind of anecdote that you know from the street yeah so like in my book the majority of my book is all personal experiences where 
know, my character was really flawed and philosophy could have helped me at that point in time. Um, I also do touch on a, a situation that happened relatively recently where the use of stoicism actually helped me deal with the situation. And it was um, when, we, when I was working on our violent crimes task force, we had arrested like a, a, this ring of juveniles for you know, a couple weapons charges and uh, you know, stolen vehicle, drugs, you know, the whole nine yards. And yeah, for sure. I had this 14-year-old, you know, detained in the back of my cruiser. And I'm trying to, you know, run information and, uh, you know, do paperwork, arrest affidavits, whatnot. And this little 14-year-old kid is sitting in the back screaming at me, telling me he's going to kill and rape my grandmother and, uh, you know, just all sorts of vile, disrespectful shit. And, you know, the the old me from a few years ago would have absolutely responded in... Yeah, for sure. You know, reciprocated all the verbal abuse he was giving me. And and I thought of this quote from, you know, Epictetus. Um, I can't think of it offhand, but it has to do with, you know, we have the tools within us to combat um, certain situations... Um, and he goes on to describe like patience. So I was thinking of this Epictetus aphorism while this kid saying all this shit. And, uh, yeah. And I was, I completely just ignored him. You know, I, uh, just perceived his insults to be none, nothing important or, you know, they were indifferent to me. Right. You kind of took the value away from whatever he was saying because you know that he wanted that response he wanted you to come back in a negative way and then he would have just fed off of that yeah and by yeah and then uh i guess at the end of it about like 10 minutes goes by and he goes he goes am i bothering you at all or is anything i'm saying getting under your skin like he flat out asked me that and i'm just like no (laughs) and he goes oh and then there's like this moment of silence, and then about three minutes later after that, he's like, hey, man, I just want to apologize for everything I said about your grandmother. I'm just like, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess, it, I guess I mean, it does work. Right. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many times I've had angry or drunk or, you know, some other negative kind of way in the back of my car. And sure enough, they're, they're saying everything. Uh, you know, they get racist. They get whatever. And if you don't pay it any mind... You know, you take kind of that centering yourself, you know, it all just goes away and they, they don't get the gratification from it. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So you mentioned the four um, main virtues of stoicism. What are some other uh, thoughts or good quotes that you think are applicable to our line of work? Uh, obviously, it has, you know with your opinion of things um nothing is bad unless your opinion of it makes it bad and you know in in our line of work i think a lot of us are fearful of internal affairs and i see that all the time people are like oh you know the brass doesn't understand and they're out to get you and blah 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 um and i think that's it's an opinion you can't just if you if your opinion of IA is that they're out to get you, then you're gonna be fearful of them. You know what I mean? Right, for sure. Um, and another one, you know, obviously dealing with death. Um, 
you know, you have to accept that it is a possibility. I mean, it's a fact of life in general. You are going to die. It could be, you know, 50 years from now. It could be, you know, a bolt of lightning could come through my roof and strike me dead right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's just a fact of life. And, you know, in law enforcement, our chances of dying, you know, dramatically increase from, the, you know, the average civilian. So coming to terms with that is something that's super important because when it comes unexpectedly, you know, you get this influx of, you know, emotion that just kind of overtakes you. And if you're not prepared for it, if you don't, if you keep it out of the forefront of your mind, it's going to sting a lot harder than it should. Right. Absolutely. And even not your own personal um, mortality, but, you know, you, your buddy and all that stuff, which is really hard to wrap your head around. But. It, that's why this is a practice. This isn't, you know, you're not going to be a perfect stoic day one. Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing that, you know, especially like uh, Ryan Holiday and Seneca, they both say, and I believe it, that, you know, the perfect stoic doesn't exist. It's, it's not an end. It's just a means to try to have an end. It's never going to be perfect. The only thing you can do is practice it day in and day out. Just like, you know, you you lift weights and you run like you're not going to get any better or stronger at something unless you put it into practice daily. And I think that's what a lot of people don't get is, you know, they go online, they read a couple quotes and they're, they connect with it briefly. They're like, Oh, you know, that, that's really insightful quote. And then they just keep scrolling and it goes to the back of their mind and they don't ever put it into practice. They don't think about it again. They just kind of repost it, get a couple likes and that's about it. Right. Absolutely. But, you know, it's a, it's a process. Um, even recently, I've had some issues, and, and I've really adhered, and, and I really like the Amor Fati mindset, which is basically loving fate, whatever happens to you, accepting it, loving it, and going from there. But it's really hard when bad things are happening to you to be like, all right, this is good. I'm good with this. But that's where the mental practice and the meditations that come with it you just get stronger. The more you practice it and, and the more you work on it, the better it gets. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, like I said, me a few years ago, not, I mean, having just started out or not, even before I had started out was, you know, emotionally, I want to say weak, but, um, you know, I let my emotions get the best of me when I w would react to someone who, you know, would be talking shit or who was difficult or, you know, your, yeah. your Facebook lawyers who want to argue with you about the law on the side of the street. Of course, I would totally give into that and, mm -hmm. you know, escalate the situation more than need to be where it's now. It's just like it's completely indifferent to me. Yep, exactly. And, uh, I, you know, I attribute that to practicing you know, moral character through stoicism as much as I can. No, for sure. And growing up, I was always kind of on the anxious side, my, always an overthinker, things like that. And recently my sister said to me, she goes, you know, since you became a cop, you just don't care about things, do you? And I realized that that's not the case. It's the stoicism and realizing that there's no reason to worry about things. You know, it, it's all your perception. And if you just take everything at face value and take it one step at a time, there's way less anxiety, less overthinking, and it, it just, it helps everything overall. Yeah, and I, I touch upon that on my book as well, where if you take a problem, you know, 
don't rush to judgment, you know, or act out emotionally or irrationally. Right. You have to stop for a second, see what the problem is, and then dissect it down to, you know, bits and pieces. And then once you get it down to those bits and pieces, you're just like, this is stupid to get mad at. Right, exactly. No reason. My dad always said, why waste a good worry? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So let's say someone heard our conversation. They want to start getting into stoicism. Where would you recommend them starting? Um, I guess start with Marcus. I mean, I feel like everyone starts there and they all love it from, from what I can see. Um, I will say my favorite of the ancient Stoics is probably um, Seneca. Mm-hmm. And I would say my least favorite is definitely Epictetus. Um, and I, I'll, I'll you know, say st- keep Epictetus for maybe last because Epictetus, is, he's more of, of a lecturer in his writing or his teachings, which it's really dry and you might not even finish the book. I mean, it took me a while to get through discourses. Um, but yeah, Seneca and Marcus Aurelius are, are, are the two better ones. And if you don't want to read anything ancient, because it might, you know, it gets kind of Shakespearean in its yeah. in its literature. I mean, I would start with Ryan Holiday. He's got three books out that um, are stoic based and they're really good reads. Um, yeah, and I, I think I started with Ryan. Um, I had a jujitsu instructor who recommended um, The Obstacles the Way. And it's just easy to digest. But you get the the philosophies, you get the mental, you know, I don't even know the word I'm looking for. But you, it's a good way to start, I think, especially if you don't want to, like you said, dive right into the to the ancients. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Brian Holiday was super easy to digest. So if you're just starting out and you're not a big reader, kind of like I was, maybe you know Brian Holiday probably would be the way to go. Um, but if you want, you know, right. If you want to get it right from the source, I would definitely start you know, with Marcus Aurelius. Right. Yeah, Ryan definitely cites the ancients, but you can't go wrong with, you know. Yeah, and, and Ryan Holiday does say it, you know, I believe it was The Obstacle is the Way, or one of his books, he, you know, he disclaims, like, you know, if you want to learn more, go right to the source, and he gives you, like, um, you know, the references for Marcus, Seneca, and Epictetus. Yep. I um I do have meditations. I cracked it open. I, I haven't finished it, but it's uh definitely on the list. Yeah, and it depends on the version you get. Like the version I have, um, it, like I said, it's kind of I think it was translated in like British English, so it's like okay. kind of difficult to read at some points. But yeah, it also it really depends on the version you get. Get a, a an easy translation, and it's a little bit easier to to uh, digest. Yeah, that makes sense. Are there any other school of thoughts or philosophies that you're that you subscribe to or anything? Um, I you know I, I, I do like uh, Sun Tzu and Musashi. They're you know the Tao philosophy over in um, you know the Asian philosophies. Um, but it's mainly Stoicism. Not to say that I don't take wisdom from other schools of philosophy. Like right. I said, like the East Asian type of philosophies right right and you know i was listening to i think it was a ryan holiday podcast and he was saying that the two 
kind of don't go together where like if you're going to meditate in like a buddhist kind of way it's different than meditating in a stoic kind of way how do you feel about that yeah i uh i totally agree with that because you know in buddhism their meditation is usually sitting very still eyes closed no you know complete silence um you know the typical buddha statue you see mm-hmm. whereas a stoic um meditation is more of and you know ryan holiday says this a lot is journaling and you know just self-reflection just pondering um and i guess to go back to the question that you asked me first you know how did i start my instagram page and a lot of that you know obviously i said you know the goal of mine was to write a book but a lot of it also that's part of my meditation is like or the journaling part of it is like when i read I see something I like, I make an Instagram post out of it, and I put a reflection in the, you know, the, um, the narrative section. Yeah. And so that, I guess that's, you know, my form of meditating on the Stoic philosophy. Yeah, I definitely need to get better at the journaling. The, uh, the Instagram that I run, obviously, that helps. But, you know, sometimes I don't like giving my thoughts to people. So to journal for myself is definitely something I want to work on. Yeah, yeah, and no, I totally get it. Put making yourself vulnerable to a platform in front of people is a little, uh, you know, I guess intimidating. Which is why when I I wrote the book, I wasn't gonna use my name because, like I said, I my book is all personal experiences um, of you know times I've fucked up or been a, a shitty person. Um, and I, you know, I, I was fearful of putting my name on it, but uh, ultimately, I feel like if people are going to connect to it, um, they want a name to connect it to. Yeah, that's for sure. So yeah, I will have my name on my book, um, and yeah, I am a little intimidated by it, but you know, you just got to face it. Yeah, for sure. So we've mentioned it a lot. Tell us a little bit about the process that you went from getting your book idea to a rea- reality. Um. I, I would say I've always kind of wanted to write a book about something, especially when I was younger. And that idea went away for a, a while. And it wasn't like it wasn't until you know I got into stoicism and and realized how you know a lot of the virtues from just my observations are lacking within the profession. Um, so I just came up with the idea. I was like, you know, maybe I can just write a book connecting the philosophy to the profession. And shed a new point of view and perspective on how, you know, we should be responding to situations. And then um, it wasn't until about March or April when the whole COVID pandemic uh, struck us. And I got taken off my primary assignment of, you know, doing the Violent Crimes Task Force stuff to uh, we had to ride. Uh, calls for non-compliant, like people calling and complaining that someone isn't wearing a mask or, you know, the, a restaurant isn't keeping, you know, social distancing guidelines in check, you know, s- stupid crap. And right, right. basically we had to go respond there and, and educate people on what the CDC guidelines were. So basically I had a lot of time on my hands because we didn't get a whole <laughs> yeah. lot of those calls, but we just had, literally I just had to stay ready to ride a call like that. So a lot of that downtime I had, I just was like, you know what, this is the time I have to do it. I have all this time to just start writing, and that's what I did. It, it took me about two months because I was on that detail for like two months. Yeah. And uh, that's how it came to be. So 
Do you have a release date for it? Um, yeah, my publisher said tentatively October. Um, you cut the cover art is done, the editing's done. Um, it's in the format process now for production. But as far as a, uh, you know, a, a confirmed date, no, it's just October for now. But gotcha. the closer it comes, the more information I get, the, uh, you know, obviously I'll post it to both the blog and the Instagram. What's the address to your blog? It's the stoic, uh, the stoiccop.com. Okay. And your Instagram handle is? The stoic cop. <laughs> Keeping it easy. We like it. Yeah. Well, we're recording this, obviously, the end of August. Uh, I'm not going to post this until probably mid-October. So if anything changes, I'll be sure to update the episode accordingly. And so that's going to end the questions as far as you as the Stoic Cop and everything. But I have one last section for you. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be a very rapid-fire question and answer. Uh, I call it Signal 3. Up where I work, that means a hit and run. So super quick. All right. all right, so just I'm going to read you a question. First thing that comes to your mind, all right? All right. All right, what is your proudest moment in law enforcement? I guess being uh, on the fugitive task force. Okay, very good. Uh, what is your dream vacation destination? Italy. Favorite movie? Oh, man, there's so many. Um, let's just go with Gladiator since I mentioned it before. What is your go-to day off drink? Uh, beer. Okay, I agree. Where's your favorite place to hang out on duty? On duty? Um, if I'm not doing anything in an empty parking lot. <laughs> yeah. And someone will still find a way to flag you down. Oh, all the time. <laughs> all right. Uh, on those really grinding late nights, you know, your Friday, energy drinks, coffee, or something else? Oh, energy drinks for sure. Are you a bang guy or a rain guy? Actually, I'm one of those uh, Celsius heat guys now. I was bang, okay. and now it's Celsius heat. Okay, those are good too. I like those. All right, so what's your walk-on song? You know, like MLB closers have those or, you know, whatever. What's your song? Uh, that's a, that's another hard one because I'm a music buff as well. Um, yeah. yeah, I'd have to get back to you on that one. I'd, I'd have to pick the perfect song. Yep, I, I feel the exact same way. All right, what is your favorite police unit you've been a part of? Uh, the, viol my, the Violent Crimes Task Force I was on before it got dissolved. Okay. Uh, what was your childhood dream job? Um, it's funny. As a, as a small kid, it was always being a police officer. And then um, at one point, like I think it was like first or second grade, it was to be an author and an illustrator. So I'm kind of doing both now. So Awesome. Uh, if you weren't a cop, what would you be doing? Uh, probably landscaping. Uh, I was okay. a landscaper for a long time before um, getting into law enforcement. And I, I like doing it. People cool. hate mowing their lawns, but I like mowing my lawn. You know what? It kind of has that relaxing, not thinking about anything else kind of thing. But at the same time, it opens it up to you can think about things while you're doing it. Oh yeah, I would. You know, I put on my iPod. Give me a give me a ride on lawnmower, my iPod, and dude, I'm I'm good, I'm set. Good for a few hours. Yeah. Who's your favorite Looney Tune? Not a Looney Tune fan. No. Nah. Okay. Okay. 
Um, what's the best piece of advice anyone ever gave you? Best piece of advice anyone ever gave me. Um, I guess you know, just having a a, a good mental toughness um, and you know being able to persevere. You know, I've had I've wrestled my whole life, so a lot of persevering and having a you know mental mentally tough attitude was always instilled in me from you know coaches and my father. So nice. just keeping a tough mental attitude. Very good. That's very important for what we do. Yeah. Uh, if given a do-over, what is something in your life you would do differently? Uh, one thing I always say is, um, like, like I just mentioned, I wrestled my whole life, and I had a lot of letters of interest from colleges and uh, to wrestle, and I would say one of my biggest regrets, regrets is that I didn't wrestle in college. Um, what's your favorite late night snack? Uh, probably peanut butter. Okay. Like straight from the jar or you dip something in it? Yeah, straight from the jar. Okay, good stuff. All right, and the last one. If you were stuck in a foxhole, who would you want to be trapped in with to help get you out? Uh, probably Jocko Willink. Okay. Yeah, he'll definitely find a way to get out for sure. Yeah, he's just... He's an awesome guy. I wish I knew him personally, but just from what I know about him on uh, Instagram and you know his podcast and everything, he's awesome. Right. We just got to live vicariously through the internet. Exactly. All right, man. That's going to conclude it. And uh, I appreciate you giving me some of your time. And one more time, can you give us your Instagram handle and all that? So Instagram handle is going to be um, at the Stoic Cop and the website blog. Um, which also has some merchandise on it, is going to be at thestoiccop.com. All right, man. Thank you very much for the interview. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. having that conversation with me i really hope that everyone listening uh was able to take something from it and and maybe even branch out into stoic philosophy a little bit on your own um and just one more time his instagram handle is going to be at the stoic cop or you can just go to his blog page it's going to be the stoiccop.com and if anyone was interested or wondering about the stoic cops book it is actually available for pre-order right now so if you are interested in ordering or pre-ordering the Stoic Cop's book, which is The Stoic Cop, Policing Through Stoic Virtue, by Bill Morrow, my guest from today, uh, go to his Instagram, and there's a link that'll take you to wordsmatterpublishing.com, and uh, you can pre-order your copy. It is $15.99. I mean, it, I think it's going to be great. I can't wait to get my copy, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. 
Now, at the beginning of the show, I really tried to paint a picture. Um, I tried to really explain how upset and how dark um, I was feeling during that time after my first attempt at FTO. Uh, I, I guess tried to make it sound like a Batman origin story. You know, I talked about the mysterious instructor that guided me in the right direction. Now, everything I said was absolutely true, but there's more to it. Listen, bad things happen in our job, right? You're going to find yourself in a dark place. I mean, I, I know I have. You have to be able to communicate with your loved ones and the people that are close to you. And honestly, I'm not even talking about coworkers. I think sometimes we as law enforcement don't disconnect from work en enough. And, and that's one of the first things they tell us is have a life outside of the job. But I can tell you that there have been so many times that I've turned to my family, my girlfriend, or, or just other close friends to vent or, or to get cheered up in other ways. Well, maybe you don't want to talk to those people, right? There are other options out there. I feel like each day there are more and more options for law enforcement to talk to people that truly understand what's going on. I'm talking about former cops that became therapists. And that's why I want to talk about Project 109. By providing a multitude of resources from a variety of fields, Project 109 changes the perception and shatters the stigma of mental health throughout the first responder community and beyond. And this is paving the way for a new and normal life for all of those in public safety to include peace, balance, and optimal health, both mind, body, and even spiritually. Now, I don't work for them, and I'm not getting paid to say any of this. Just go check out project109.org and give it a look. Well, that's it. That concludes today's episode. Hopefully I was able to give you a little insight, a little bit of entertainment. I don't know, maybe. The music today was I'm Still Standing by For the Wind, Gold Steps by Neck Deep, Somewhere in the Between by Streetlight Manifesto, and we're going to wrap it up with Hell Ain't a Bad Place to Be by ACDC. Please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share this episode, and check us out on Instagram at 108 underscore memes, where you'll be able to find police memes, merch, and more. Check us out next week, as I will have a conversation with a couple of meme lords from my old home state of New Jersey. It's going to be a blast. Take care of each other. Be safe. 108 out.